Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's your host, Zach Gelb. All righty, hour number three of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I did not have this on my bingo card when the new year did start and when this week did commence that we would be talking about the law firm of Kimmel, McAfee, and Rogers. But here we are, stemming from one of his weekly chats from earlier in the week, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show, and I was actually watching this live, and Aaron Rodgers accused Jimmy Kimmel of being on the Jeffrey Epstein list. And then Pat McAfee had to respond to it today. And last night I'm at the Rangers game as the Carolina Hurricanes just destroyed my hockey team. Looked like the Rangers were a little bit hungover from the start of the new year. And I'm sitting there at the game and I'm with my my best friend who's a Jet fan. And I think this tweet like came out like 30 minutes before the game started, but we were in line getting food. They have a great, Grilled chicken teriyaki bowl at Madison Square Garden with some white rice. And they have a bunch of veggies in it. Like, you wouldn't expect that's the food I'm getting at a hockey game. But when you ate what I ate on New Year's Day at the uh, at the place I was at, friend's house, with the food and the spread that they had for the Michigan-Alabama game, it's like, all righty, it's January 2nd. We just had a gluttonous last few days, a lot of drinking, a lot of eating with New Year's. You you have to eat somewhat healthy. And when you go to a sporting event, there's not a lot of healthy options. So I knew of this grilled chicken uh, teriyaki bowl with rice that I was like, okay, that's where I'm going to go because it's the healthiest of the options at Madison Square Garden. So we go, we eat that, we get to our seats, puck's about to drop, and I open up Twitter and now when you open up Twitter, like I've called Twitter a cesspool before it was cool to call Twitter a cesspool. But now in this new era of Twitter or X, there are so many times, like I used to be on Twitter and I would only see tweets that people would send to me or people that I would follow. Now, 
anytime someone tweets something, whether I follow you or not, or if you get picked up on the algorithm. So, like, I see this Kimmel tweet, and then my entire timeline from last night into today are all these people talking about this Epstein list and accusing people of being on it. And I am, this is like so not up my alley, this conversation, because it's all rooted in politics at the end of the day. And I don't get very political. And there's all these conspiracy theories out there. And even my buddy said to me at the game last night, he's like, you are not a conspiracist uh, theory. He's like, you don't really, like, I'm good for a good sports theory. When you end up talking about pedophiles and who's on a list and who's not, and then all the political takes on it, ugh, it makes me projectile vomit. So let's play the audio. Let's then play McAfee from today, and then we'll react to the entire thing where Aaron Rodgers, say what you want about him, and... There's some years I like Aaron Rodgers. There's some years I don't like Aaron Rodgers. How he has maintained being a storyline throughout this entire season, it's it's actually surreal. And you never know what he's going to say. And obviously, McAfee's paying him money. And, like, there's people. When that article came out from Andrew Marshan, who's one of the best uh, media insiders in the business, when... Andrew Marshan releases that article that it's like a million dollars or something that McAfee uh, is paying Rodgers. Everyone's like, oh, I can't believe that. Well, like when you listen to this show, we have never paid a guest to be on this show. We don't have weekly deals. You don't even pay me to produce the show. Oh, I don't. Someone at management does <laughs> with Odyssey. All righty. I, I definitely do not pay you. All right. And then it's not that. I wouldn't want to pay you. It's not It's not my job to pay you. They hire me to do the show. They say, here's your salary. Here's your contract. You do the show. We'll tell you who's producing. We'll tell you who's being the board up. That's another thing. When I got this new show, I love Ryan Hickey. I love Ryan Hickey like a brother. But people are like, how dare you not bring Ryan Hickey to the new show? Oh, you're a jerk, Gelb. It's not my decision. It's, I, I don't get to make the decisions on who's going to produce, who's going to be the board up, and that's not me saying one way or another. But sometimes, like in this business, people give the host way too much credit and way too much power. I'm not. Here, here's breaking news. I'm not Mike Francesa. I'm not Christopher Mad Dog Russo. I'm not Pat McAfee. I make a good living. I love my job. They sometimes ask me about things on how to make the show better, but they don't consult me to do this show as much as you think in the listening audience. So let's make that clear. But I don't even know how we got down this role. Santa made a joke, and this is what Santa does. I'll, I'll give Santa this credit. Santa makes a joke, and I, I'm not even saying the joke always annoys me, but the joke gets me off on this tangent and just makes me go nuts. But... To get back to what Marshan said, when you have a weekly spot, yeah, of course the guest is getting paid. Like those traditional radio interviews, like if you go on Sports Radio 94 WIP, they have Jason Kelsey every week. They have Brandon Graham every week. It's either because the deal they have because they're the radio rights holder for the Philadelphia Eagles or they pay the guest every week because they could go sell it. 
Now, we get a lot of great guests. We get some of the biggest guests in the country. And that's because of relationships that I have and that Santer has. But, like, we'll get Kalen DeBoer on, what, two, three times a year he came on with us? Because I know Kalen DeBoer. Now, that's just, like, one example. But if I said to Kalen DeBoer, come on every week, he would say, how much are you guys paying me? Because then that turns out to be a job. Like, when Joe Girardi was a manager in New York, and he would go on with WFN in the afternoon, he's getting money. So it's amazing to me how much people think they know, but how little they know, where there was so much reaction to Aaron Rodgers getting paid. And that's got to be the most lucrative guest spot of all time. Because it's usually not that expensive. And the radio station is usually able to make money off those appearances through sponsorships. So, Rodgers, though, all throughout the year, got hurt four plays into the season. Because of his friendship with A.J. Hawk and his new friendship with Pat McAfee and also that they pay him a million dollars, whatever it is, Rodgers goes on every week. And here's the thing. McAfee, who does a great show, and I know Pat a little bit, and I'm a Pat McAfee fan. I do think Pat McAfee is good for our business. But there's sometimes people get behind the microphone and right, they go, where is his journalistic integrity? I've said this for years. I don't view myself as a journalist. I view myself as a talk show host and an entertainer. Now, I'm not going to say things that I don't believe, or I'm not going to say things that I don't know. But McAfee is a former athlete, and there's a lot of former athletes that are good at this, and there's a lot of former athletes that are bad at this. McAfee is great at this. And if you don't believe me, go look at his contract. You don't make $30 million or whatever he makes a year if you don't have talent. He is like what Howard Stern was to traditional radio at the time. That is what McAfee does now in the year of 2023, 2024. And with cancel culture and all that stuff, you got to kind of reel it in a little bit more. But McAfee is not going to be the one that presses Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, though, talks about a lot of things where sometimes he is informed and sometimes he is ill-informed. Sometimes he's right, sometimes he's wrong, but he always presents it as if he's 100% right, and if you disagree with him, you're an idiot, you're a moron, and you're a dope. So, little did I know, Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel have now had a feud I think dating back a feud's like several years. Like, I saw some tweet today, and I don't know what's true or not on Twitter, what's AA or not anymore on Twitter. But they've been going like kind of back and forth since 2019, 2020. And remember, Kimmel is on ABC. McAfee is on ESPN, owned by the same people. So you have one of the biggest stars in McAfee, one of the bigger stars in Kimmel, and because of content... On McAfee's show from Rogers, I see this tweet at the Ranger game last night where Kimmel is fighting with McAfee, and, and more so Rogers, where Kimmel goes, dear, a word I can't say on the radio, McAfee can, but I can't, for the record, I've not met, flown, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself, can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up. 
and we will debate the facts further in court and tags Aaron Rodgers. So, without further ado, here was the short audio clip, we condensed it a little bit, of Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show accusing Kimmel of being on the uh, Jeffrey Epstein list. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't happen. Ah, <laughs> All right. Hey, I'll tell you what, if that list comes out, I definitely will be popping, popping some sort of bottle. Now, we all know what the assumption is if you are on the Epstein list. The assumption is you are either a pedophile or you knew about what was going on and you were enabling it because of the relationship with Epstein. So I understand why Kimmel is annoyed. You know, my dad, he used to work uh, for Don Imus. And back then it was different radio. Don Imus would say some of the most cruel things about human beings possible. Like attack their, their appearance, their character, their religion. Don Imus once called my dad a pedophile. And my dad walked into Imus's office. They had a good relationship because my dad did the sales for the show. And he was like, Don, you could call me this name, that name, this name, that name. I can't say what those names were on the radio. But one thing you could never call me is a pedophile. Because that's like the worst thing you could call someone. Or just associate it with those heinous, disgusting acts. So I understand why Kimmel is annoyed. And... With everything in pertaining to this list and, you know, does it exist and what's going to come out and all that stuff. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel is, or is saying these things unless he knows he didn't do anything wrong and then threatening a litigious situation, whether he's going to win or not. So this blows up. Let's see this Kimmel view uh, video. Oh, my God, his post. How many views do you think? Kimmel's response to seeing this video of Aaron Rodgers saying he will pop some sort of bottle when the Epstein Associates list is released and suggests Kimmy, uh, Jimmy Kimmel will be named on it. Kimmel's response, how many views do you think this is uh, drawn up on, on the good old cesspool of Twitter? 200 million. Samter? 50 million. 75.8 million dollars. I have 75.8 million views. Holy smokes. It hits everything. It's comedy. It's sports. It's politics. It's yeah. left wing. It's right wing. It's it hits every every single person on the planet is inter- or in the country yeah. would be interested in this. Yeah, like besides me. Yeah, you're be- the only one. No, but it interests you because it's sports. It has a sports angle to it. So there's there's no. so many everybody has an interest in well, this. I'll peel back the curtain a little bit. Santers, first thing he said to me today was when are we talking Kimmel and Rogers? No, hello. No, how are you doing? How was last night? How was uh, earlier this morning? How are you? When are we talking Rodgers and Kimmel? And I was like, we have to talk about this. Because no matter what I say, and I kind of learned this. I was once, when I was working at a Philadelphia radio station, 97.5 The Fanatic. That was right when the Trump Kaepernick issue was a big one. And I thought I gave 15 of the best minutes of radio like I've ever done. The first call I take, some guy says to me, oh, you hate the cops. You hate the military. And I'm like, what? 
I have an NYPD sticker at the time when I had a car. Now I live in the city. I don't have a car. On my car. My grandfathers served. But I hate the military and I hate the cops. When you have topics like this, like Samter said, that is really marinated and deriving from politics. And you have all these accusations. It doesn't matter what someone says on a radio show or a television show. Because people already have their opinions. And rarely are people going to listen and they'll hear what you say, then they'll call you up and they'll tell you you're right or wrong, even if you may have not have agreed or disagreed with anything here. And that's what I, like, you can't have a sensible conversation about this. You just can't because people aren't willing to listen. And that's a big problem in our society. You could disagree, but people aren't willing to listen. It's always a big fight. That's what it is over and over again. But here is McAfee today, and I did find this funny. I don't know if ESPN is telling McAfee that he has to start wearing shirts. But recently, like he always wears the tank top. And he's jacked, by the way, McAfee. But he's now, the last few days, I see him wearing t-shirts. More and more. So I wonder if ESPN was like, uh, lose the tank top a little bit. But today, he was wearing a button-down. Because he knew he was going to give up this uh, button-up statement. Here is uh, Pat McAfee on the whole Rodgers and Kimmel feud to start his show today. This is the Pat McAfee show. There could be some things that were certainly probably, I mean, uh, we're going to have to hear from Aaron on that, meant to be talk joke that can then become something that is obviously a very serious allegation mm -hmm. that then leads to a massive overnight story. But I can see exactly why Jimmy Kimmel felt the way he felt, especially with his position. But I think Aaron was just trying to talk now. Did it go too far? Uh, and a lot of people... Uh, Jimmy Kimmel certainly said that was the yeah. case. We and I immediately upon it happening, trying to be like, ooh, you know, some things, obviously, people get very pissed off about, especially when they're that serious allegations. So we apologize for being a part of it. Can't wait to hear what Aaron has to say about it. Hopefully those two will just be able to settle this. I like Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee should get out of media. And Pat McAfee should get out of media, and he should run for the president of the United States. That was the most political response, politician-like response, I've ever heard. You uh, McAfee is tremendous at what he does. McAfee is trying to bring a locker room, how he knows it, and all the different conversations, he even said this today in the locker room, to the radio. McAfee doesn't have a traditional crew. That's what makes his show so good. But when you get a serious issue like this, and he's, he knows he's right in the middle of it, and he has a relationship with Rodgers, but then there's also the Disney relationship as well. You're basically playing a giant game of, uh, like, ping pong. Where it's like back and forth, back and forth, and you're just trying to make sure that that pinball, it's uh, pinball, I should have said, where that ball's just staying, and it's not going right down the drain. Because he's going from pro Rodgers to pro Kimmel. I understand both sides. It was usually what you would hear from... Um, a politician kind of running for office trying to appease all. But in this case, you can't appease all. So it's weird because the Jets have no power here. Like if this was 20 years ago, the Jets would tell McAfee, stop doing this. I mean, they would tell Rodgers to stop doing this. But Rodgers runs that organization. And he's friends with McAfee. He's friends with A.J. Hawk, former teammates. He's going to keep on doing this. But it's really, it's just like uncomfortable. And even though... McAfee tried to play it off like it was in jest. That's not something you really joke about. 
And also, I don't think Aaron Rodgers was joking. Rodgers is petty. Rodgers hates Kimmel. And he thinks Kimmel's on this list. When you're going to the extent of you will pop a champagne bottle when that list comes out. So this is just a giant cluster. And with the Disney connection, do they take a side? Do they go Kimmel over McAfee, McAfee over Kimmel? Or do they just do what sometimes smart companies do? This is a news cycle. There will be something else that pops up a day or two from now. This story will go away. But like as a talk show host, how do you have this happen? And next time Rodgers comes on, I don't think Rodgers came on today because he's on the other day. How do you not ask Rodgers about this? But then once again, McAfee, as great as he is, he's not your traditional talk show host. So sometimes you have a big thing that goes on like this. Everyone reacts to it. And eventually it will fade out of the news cycle. But it is wild how the quarterback of the Jets has not played a full game at all this year, but he's a talking point every week from something that he says on the Pat McAfee show. And it shows you why McAfee pays Rodgers that money, whether you like the content or not that you hear from Aaron Rodgers. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. All righty, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio News Brief time. Let's start with the head football coach of the Tennessee Titans, and that is Mike Vrabel. He had a little kerfuffle with the reporter about Tennessee's bad record. Because it sucks to lose, Gentry. Trey, you ever need to show you anything? Uh, Did you have another thought or no? I'm just curious. It sucks. Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. So is there more to look into here with Vrabel? I know Lombardi because Lombardi, he botched everything when he was a GM. And now I guess he, he botches everything as a media member. Mike Lombardi, I'm talking about where the other day he was saying that Vrabel's actually his contract's done at the end of the year, but then he had two years left on the deal and he claimed he misspoke. 
But there was still rooted in that Lombardi response, him having issues with the new GM, Rand Carthon, as well. Is that Vrabel being annoyed with the team losing? Or is there maybe something brewing there? Because last year, they started, what, like 7-3, and three, then didn't win a game down the stretch. The quarterback got hurt. And this year, they just don't have a good team. And that was a team that they had a window. No one ever thought they were actually going to win a Super Bowl, but they were consistently in the playoffs, and they were consistently a tough team. And then it bottomed out real quickly. So, Boyle, let me ask you this. You think that is more so Vrabel just being frustrated about the losing, or is there more behind the scenes that we don't really know about? Uh, no, I think he's frustrated about the losing, but I also think that if the New England Patriots this offseason offer him the head coaching job, he would jump at it in, in a heartbeat. Yeah, they have to give a draft pick, and I'm all in. Get, give me Mike Vrabel as the next head coach of the New England Patriots. And can I just give a, a quick little disclaimer here? There are a lot of you the last two years that have enjoyed to see Bill Belichick just fail. And this could be... The last game Bill Belichick coaches up against the Jets. When the Jets haven't beat the Patriots since 2015, please, Jets, finally get it done. Because I want the Jets to win so the Patriots get the better draft pick. Why are you shaking your head, Santa? You're no longer a Jet fan. You shouldn't care about the Jets. Fugazi. No, no, no. I still hate the Patriots oh. and Belichick, and I want the Patriots to get the worst draft pick okay. possible. Okay, okay, okay. I'm still on to you. There's not a chance in hell the Jets win this game this weekend. You're probably right. They're starting who? Trevor Simeon? It doesn't matter. Trevor Simeon, Brett Rippin. Tim Boyle. Timmy Boyle, my cousin. Yeah. Patty Boyle. No one gets more play off, off Tim Boyle than Pat Boyle. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> my favorite is when a talk show host down the hall. BT, everyone knows BT here on CBS Sports Radio. He was back a host here for 10 years, almost. He once tweeted out something about Pat Boyle, and he meant Tim Boyle. Like, you're on the minds of a lot of people. He was talking about the quarterbacks, and he goes, by the way, Pat Boyle is well-respected in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the locker room here. <laughs> All right, come on. Take it easy. <laughs> I just filled in for you for eight hours on Sunday. I'd say I have some respect. Oh, yeah, thank you. You did a good job. You did a good job. I, I tuned in for a little bit. But everyone is crushing Belichick the last two years, and I understand why. He was a pain in, in your you-know-what for 20-something years. The 24 years he's been the coach of the Patriots. He had two, three bad years. That's fine. Let's throw a little respect on Bill Belichick's name. All righty, folks. If this is it, you guys, about every other NFL fan base, would want to have 20% of the success that Belichick had. So let's pipe down on some of the over-the-top criticism and revisionist history that all of a sudden this guy can't coach. Yeah, losing Brady was big. Don't get me wrong. Losing Brady was enormous. I've always said Brady's more important than Belichick, but it wasn't like Belichick was some bum. And there were some years where they won more because of Belichick, and there was other years they won more um, uh, won more because of Tom Brady. Let's go to uh, Dan Campbell on the NFL saying the Lions are being deceptive with uh, our pal Stoney and Jansen on 97 won the ticket. Defense is guys coverage. Right. This guy's right, coverage. I know. Isn't that deception? <laughs> yes, well, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> All you're trying to do is you're going to hope somebody's going to fall asleep on the defense. You're not worried about the officials because you've already explained it. It's the defense you're trying to confuse. They're going to know what it is because the number is going to be called out over the PA. Mm-hmm. And so you're just hoping somebody on defense falls asleep. They see Skipper run out, and they're like, oh, it's the jumbo tight end again, and they don't realize that 68 is the one who is reported eligible. That's, if they're on their stuff, 
then it's not going to matter anyway unless it gets called wrong. He's 100% right. And that's why when people are trying to say, oh, the lines are being too deceptive, that was some of the biggest bull crap I've ever heard. Because sometimes, even when they make the announcement, people see something with their eyes and they see three linemen going over and then they think some trick play is happening where if they just open up their ears a little bit, uh, you would know that the person you're concerned about is ineligible. The refs messed it up. Let's stop blaming the Lions. This was on Brad Allen and his just terrible job that he did as an official in that one. Here is uh, Jonathan Gannon. Is Kyler Murray definitely his quarterback next year? This courtesy of the Burns and Gambo Show on Arizona Sports. Is there any doubt in your mind who your quarterback is going to be for next season? <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> He's your guy. <laughs> I love why, this why, guy, why, you la- why are you laughing? I love this guy. No, there's no doubt. <laughs> you love which guy? Yeah. <laughs> Number one, our franchise quarterback. Yeah. That's who yeah. I love. Being here for a year with him now, I'm more convicted than when I got here. You know, I'm just, uh, I've been very pleased with him. Yeah, I remember when they also said that Josh Rosen was definitely the guy and that he wasn't the guy. But I do believe them in this case. I do think Kyler Murray's definitely back next year and starting as he should be for the Arizona Cardinals. Here is John Harbaugh talking to his team post-game, and he was so fired up, he was even bleeding a little bit in the post-game speech uh, to his team after the Ravens just killed the Miami Dolphins. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm bleeding. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Put it on the forehead right there. That team just has great team chemistry right now. They really do. And I don't even think they're the most talented team in the NFL, but they're playing like they're the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, Let's go to Joe Flacco. He had a little funny comment about his age. Guys look at you a little bit differently just because of the fact that I've played. This is the 16th year that I've been in this league. And you can tell that guys look at you a little bit differently just because of that. I mean, I'm dealing with, you know, I, I always say it. If I messed up in high school, I mean, I could be these kids' dads. You know, it's like... Uh, it's... Have a little bam chicka white wife time a little bit too early. Didn't know when to pull out. Didn't know when to uh, wrap it up. Could be some of these kids' fathers. Act just looked at me. He was like, man, you could not say that 20 years ago on the radio, but now we can, I guess. I'm, I'm not McAfee, though. I'm not dropping curse bombs uh, left and right here. Let's go finally to Paul Feinbaum. Who, you know, I'm on to Paul Feinbaum. I I called him Paul Feinbaum a few times this year, but I was watching him on ESPN the other day, and there was no one that flip-flopped more about this Michigan thing than him. At first, he was like, let's not have a rush to judgment. Then he had a rush to judgment, and he was like, oh, I I can't take Michigan seriously if they win the national championship. And now he's sucking up to Michigan because Paul knows what's coming. He's got to go to Houston and do a show in front of Michigan fans, and I think he's getting scared, but he was commenting about the end of the Alabama-Michigan game, and he was asked and uh, raised the question if we've uh, seen the last of Nick Saban. It's possible. It feels like he's very close to the end, and, and I know a lot of people in Tuscaloosa are worried right now. Saban's back in town after the trip from California. What is he thinking about? Is he? he yes, he has. He just had a great recruiting year, but he can't stand the portal. He can't stand NIL. And you just have to wonder whether that was his flan song the other night. It very well could have been. Yeah, and I do think there is some merit there. I would say right now Saban's back next year. I don't think Saban is retiring. But we've seen Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, 
And I know those guys were older and then a younger Jay Wright all walk away. And I think a lot of those situations, it had to deal with the changing landscape of college football or college basketball. All right, we just had Chris Peterson on. You could tell that he doesn't like that there's no order that's going on and structure that's going on in college football right now. And I know a lot of times when coaches speak out about that, it's like, oh, you make all this money. Why are you complaining that players are making the money? It's not that. It's just how it is playing out and how there's no structure and there's no rules right now that gets frustrating. And you also have to change your coaching style. Hey, Chris even said it. Like, you can't be a, um, a my way or the highway type of coach anymore because then your players are going to leave. So I don't think Saban's coaching for another five to ten years. And I don't think he's that far away from retiring, but I don't think he's on the 18th hole yet. Like, he's not getting ready to walk into the clubhouse. You know, he may be on 16. He may be on 17, but he hasn't hit 18. He's not on the green of 18 just yet. I think he'll be back next year. All righty, that's the news brief. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. All righty, it's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Jacob in Michigan says, Zach, do you believe J.J. McCarthy should return for another season, regardless of what happens on Monday night, you could submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag AskThePros. You can think around the auto parts for all your car care needs, get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. By the way, uh, friend of show, Chris Jenkins of the Michigan football team is going to join us tomorrow. On a Thursday extravaganza of the Zach Gelb Show, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, noon to 3 p.m. Pacific. So we appreciate Chris Jenkins jumping on board with us tomorrow as he gets ready to play for a national championship on Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And uh, I'll be there in attendance. So make sure you give us a follow on social media at Zach Gelb. Instagram, Twitter will give you all the behind-the-scenes action before the game, during the game, after the game. I'll be very active on social media for the uh, national championship game. And I'll be doing the show from one of our affiliates in Houston on uh, on Monday. And then I'll bolt over to the stadium, watch the game. I got a hotel, uh, actually, for, uh, for Monday night. I don't know how long I'm going to be at that hotel, though. The game starts at 7.30. So after, like, all the media availability afterwards, let's say, like, I get out of there midnight. Maybe one in the morning, right? You probably think midnight, one in the morning. Then my flight is at six in the morning. So I guess like once I get back from the uh, from the game and doing all the post game work, about two. If I'm if I'm in bed by two, I'll be happy because then I'll get a few. Oh, I won't even get a few hours because you gotta get. A, I'm staying a mile from the airport, which is smart. So I could technically leave the airport at, what, 4.30 and still probably make the 6 o'clock flight and be okay and get through security. You got TSA pre-check. But uh, your boy's going to be tired on Tuesday. But I'll be here with a ton of energy. I'll drink some coffee and we'll be good. Now, anyway, to uh, Jacob in Michigan's question. But you're now concerned about Tuesday's show, Samter? No, no, no. I'm just warning everybody, be prepared for the Gelb and Samter show on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be hopping on all day long. <laughs> You'll put me to sleep. <laughs> That's the plan, man. It's my big break. Well, won't be the first radio host to go to sleep on the air, if you know what I'm saying. As Pat Boyle would say, ayo. Uh, but anyway, I do think J.J. McCarthy should return to Michigan. I don't think he will. 
Because in all likelihood, Jim Harbaugh is going to get a job, and then anyone that was on the fence is going to get a job in the NFL. There's going to be this max exodus from Ann Arbor, and you're going to have a lot of guys going. But we just did a segment earlier, and we don't know if McCarthy's declaring or not. How many quarterbacks are going to go to the first round? And people were talking about, clearly, Williams and May, and then you have Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner at LSU, Michael Penix Jr. I don't think Bo Nix is a first-round talent. Some others may. And there's a few other guys as well. We didn't really mention J.J. McCarthy, though. And I'm going to say McCarthy because the question was, should he return? He should return even if he wins a national championship. And I understand the other side of the argument, although stock will never be higher. But there's so many quarterbacks this year. I don't know what next year is necessarily going to look like. And if you're like maybe the fourth or fifth guy this year, maybe you could be the second or the first guy next year. And especially if you're doing it without Harbaugh next year, I think your stock, even though your team won't be as good, it could get worse. But if you play well, it could actually get better than what it would be right now. But I don't think he is going to uh, return to Michigan next year, even though I, I think he should. And also, I, I think it was, is the guy's name Chris Barnwell? I want to say that's the guy's name at ESPN. That sounds right. So if it's not, I, I apologize. But he had like an article a week or two ago. And the sentiment in that article, if I remember it correctly, was that McCarthy would be a first-round pick if he comes on out. I like McCarthy as a college quarterback. I just don't think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. So I think it would be smart to stay another year. But if you win a national championship, and let's say you win the national championship game MVP, is your stock ever going to be better than that? If you're going to be a first-round, then why go back to college? But I think he could be like maybe the second guy off the board next year where if he's going this year – you know, maybe at best, you're going to be the fourth, probably the fifth quarterback that gets taken off the board. Um, and also, I hear this take a little bit. There's some people this week, because there's a lot of people that parachute in as college football fans. And then there's others that watch the entire year. So whether you're just parachuting in or you watch the entire year, anyone having the take this week that Michigan needs to have an asterisk on their national championship game. You know, if they win the title, it's ridiculous. And here's why it's ridiculous. Because the last few weeks, ever since this scandal broke, we have not seen a drop-off in this Michigan team. And everyone knows now that they can't be cheating. They lined up against Penn State, and they said, we don't give a rat's ass. We know you can't stop our run game. We're only going to throw the ball one time, in the second half, and we're going to run the ball down your throat. Against Ohio State, they didn't have Harbaugh on the sideline. They still won the game because their defense made a play on uh, Kyle McCord. And then, up against the great Nick Saban, Michigan didn't even play a great game, and they almost fumbled the game away, and they still won. So stop with this nonsense. It's like the same thing that was overblown with the flake gate where we make this big deal because you have a team that's a winner, you have a team that's good, and you have a bunch of fan bases because they can't beat that team, cough, cough, Ohio State and Penn State fans, that are whining and bitching and complaining, oh, we can't beat Michigan. Like, give me a break. Seriously. This Astros talk is just insufferable. Everything has been clean. And Michigan, we know they only really had two games anyway in the regular season. It was it was um it was Penn State and it was Ohio State. And everything was clean 
in those in those situations. I mean, listen, Connor Stallions was he at was. the Rose Bowl, so By I the mean, way, I'm just saying that was kind of baller. You would like it's pretty baller. I think the guy's name it was Jastrzemski and McNally were the Deflate Gate guys for the Patriots. I don't even know if those guys are still alive. Like you have not heard from them at all. Stallions was sitting next to uh, Chase Winovich. So that's kind of wild that he was there. And not only was he there, he's like eight rows off the field. Eight rows? He was like two rows off the field. He was right there. Yeah, he was He was right there. That, but, was, a, that was a big middle finger to the NCAA right there and the Big Ten. kind of like it, too. I thought it was funny. I, I would love it. You know how they have all these special broadcasts? Like the, the they have the Manning cast, right? That McAfee and company on the sidelines. With how much of a, a crazy fan Stallions looks like, and some of those videos that we've seen of him just going bonkers, rooting for Michigan football even before when he was a part of the team. I would have, I would sign up for a Connor Stallions broadcast. I would offer my my broadcasting services to uh, to broadcast that with Connor Stallions. There's three people I hope I run into when I'm at the national championship game. Tom Brady, Connor Stallions, and I got to give you a third one because I said there was three. It's really only two. Braylon Edwards. Nah. Tyrone Wheatley. Nah. Jim Harbaugh's parents. Oh, nah. That, did, did you see that interview, yeah, though? Yeah. You know what? I love the video. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be sitting next to his parents during the game. Because if I have to then switch seats during the game or deal with mom during the game, yeah, I'm good. Dude, Jim is, is literally a clone of his dad. It's it's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's great. If I didn't see the video and I just heard it, I would have thought it was Jim Harbaugh speaking. But but just look at the video also mm-hmm. to his point. His face, he looks just he looks more like John uh Jim than yes. he does like John. Do you think John's gonna be there? They'll have a bye week. They'll have a meaningless game on Sunday. You think he flies out and he's at the game? I think he will. He has to be, right? Yeah. They're, no, not, they're he, on a bye. He'll definitely be there. Yeah. I gotta imagine that he's gonna be there, John Harbaugh. Because also he has all the money in the world, you know. Get on a private jet, you shoot in early Monday morning, you're you're home late Monday night, early uh Tuesday morning. Now who's the third one that I want to see at this game? That's that's a big question. Any uh, um, there's famous alums all over the uh, the board. Uh, you know what? I would like to see Portnoy do a pizza review at the national championship game. What about Schefter? I like Shefty. I don't know if Shefty's going to be there, though. It's Black Monday in the NFL. I heard him earlier in the week saying that ESPN wants him in studio for Black Monday. I tell my bosses, hey, I'm Adam Schefter. I don't got to be here for this. I'll go on Zoom like everybody else does. So, anyway, that is the Zach Yelp Show on CBS Sports Radio on a busy Wednesday edition. I'd like to thank Chris Peterson for stopping by, Fozzie Whitaker as well. We'll get into some of this Dolphins-Bills game uh, coming up a little bit through, more throughout the week. That's your Sunday night football game this week. The winner wins the AFC East. Dolphins already in the playoffs. There is a chance that the Bills lose this game that they are on the outside looking in when Sunday does wrap up for the top seven teams in the AFC. Once again, Chris Jenkins from the Michigan football team going to stop by tomorrow with us. Big thanks to Pat Boyle, Moist Mike as well, each and every one of you for calling, listening, and tweeting. Two shows down, many more to come in the year of 2024. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, and all of our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and also stream us. Make sure you do that. Let's get the stream going. Let's make the stream popping again. YouTube.com 
slash CBS Sports Radio. Would love to interact with you. I am on the YouTube chat all the time. Alrighty, we're out. Have a great night, everybody. Bye-bye. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.